Hey guys, John Faulkner here with Firearms Depot, and today I got Adam Peeney with me, and uh, we thought we would have a little bit of fun today, Yep. and talk about what we think is the top five guns for the first half of 2023. And we had a lot of metrics that, that kind of came into this. Yeah, we didn't base this off of personal opinion, because again, what I like is really different than what John likes, it's different than what Nikki likes. So we went and pulled these all off of our uh, our point of sale system, so what we use to fill orders, book in new product, what did we sell so far in these first six months of 2023? We pulled the top five and this is what we got. We also have one for honorable mention, so we wanted to do this in the least subjective way, so that way we had some kind of empirical data to pull from to say, hey, this is the decision why we made them. Yeah, and what you'll notice on these guns too is, is a lot of them are new platforms that manufacturers launched this year or had a lot of hype behind them. There's one that's an old platform. Or some that were brought back. Yeah, um, but you know, some newness on it. A lot of these were, were debuted at SHOT Show. They're finally starting to, to hit the market a little more readily uh, available to us and to you guys. And so we thought we would kind of go through the top five. So let's check out the honorable mention uh, because we had it to five, but yeah. literally we had to throw this sixth one in there. Yeah, and the honorable mention, it's it was released last year. It sold significantly well this year, like good enough to be high on this list, but it just it didn't fit the criteria of a gun that came out this year yeah. and released this year. Um, so yeah, let's check it out. So let's check out the honorable mention. All right, so as you guys can see here, the honorable mention for 2023 for the first half is the Ruger Svar. Or is it Svar? Svar. It's got many known aliases. Um, and this is actually Big James's rifle that works here. And uh, you can see he's put optics and a light and a, and a can on it and an Arca rail. Um, but it, this was really, this was, a, this was a, a, I would say, a huge um, leap. innovative leap for a company in Ruger that usually plays very conservative. Yeah, it's, it's a gun that falls in at a great price point yep. for the capability that it offers being a mid-frame mid 7.62 yep. gun. Shoots really well, trigger out of the box is excellent. Uh, I think totally like updated, like putting a charging handle, selector, you know, building it out, you're still 1500 bucks. Like, right. It's super cost effective and the gun shoots really well. Uh, James uses this for night hunting when we go out and it does it and you know does good work in spades like it's yeah. just fantastic for what it is and we move as many of these as we get in and they're still relatively difficult to get in yeah. so yeah the honorable mention just because it didn't fall in the technicalities of it was really yeah. far and, and like adam said this came out in q4 pretty much q4 last year but we really would get like one or two a, a month it almost seemed yeah. like very I think few in the numbers we got two in last yeah. year and we've had over 60 this year. Yeah, and and for you guys, if you don't know, uh, the the S and the F is for short frame, so it's actually a, a narrower uh, from front to back receiver. And the the back of the lower this section pretty much mimics exactly the the specs of a yep. standard AR-15. Overall length of a 5.56 short frame upper receiver, but uses the magwell from the larger SR-25 yep. variants. Uh, uses a kind of a hybridized BCG system but it's reliable and like I yep. said, it, it works really, really well. Yeah, and offered in two links. So this is a 16 inch, which I think you and I both kind of prefer. Yeah, if um, I'm gonna buy this gun, it's gonna be in the short barrel. Yeah, one. and then they have a 20 link, twenty inch length also that, that's available that, that both of them sell. Yeah. I mean, it's not one it's or the real, other. It's a really light rifle too. Yeah, 
Yeah, extremely lightweight, you know, and making the overall size of the upper and the lower smaller, cut a couple ounces there as well. And then they have some, some intriguing, I'm going to say, uh, intriguing features, options, voodoo, yeah. whatever you kind of want to notice is, is these two, you want to call them venting ports? Yeah, they're, they're, they're chamber overpressure yeah. uh, ports, so that way if you get if you shoot really old hot, like 7.62 South African ammo that we used to get for pennies on the dollar, occasionally you get one that could pop a rifle. This, this is your safety factor there. And it's actually a, a, a hole in both sides that you can see through. You can actually look through this upper receiver um, where the, the bolt travels. Um, and it will bleed off gas just on normal ammo also to, to try to mitigate a if little you, bit of if the If you're recoil. running suppressed, especially a high yep. back pressure can like this Sandman yep. K, it's a great way to reduce the pressure coming in or through the charging handle. Yeah, and this is kind of why we had to give it an honorable mention because it was such a step outside the box for Ruger, I would say, also. It and uses normal SR25 yep. pattern magazines. There's nothing wildly proprietary outside of like the bolt carrier. Right. But you can use standard stuff that you already have in inventory for the eight other M4-ish guns that you have. Yeah, so for our honorable mention for the first half of 2023, we are giving it to the Ruger SVAR. It's getting it. So, um, so moving on from there, we're gonna go to our first of our top five pistols. So let's check it out. So first up for top five is gonna be the Beretta Cheetah. Super cool pistol. Super cool. Uh, gun that, it's a 380 pistol that was out for most of the early 2000s in a different configuration. And Beretta has seen such success with the new 92s, especially yep. the, the landing guns that we sell, that there was a need for a lower recoil pistol, and that's where the Cheetah came in. Uh, it's technically an ADX, so it has a more vertical pistol grip, um, runs a double stack mag, Yep. It's a single double with a uh, strong side safety. Um, and it just works. It shoots well. It is optic cut, so you can yep. run RMR CCs or the small delta points. But it, it's a great pistol. It's a good value. It's got some cool historics to it. And yeah, I'm, I'm super happy with them. Yeah, and I would say this is kind of one of those uh, medium yes. size guns. It has. It's about the same size as a Glock 19. Yeah, it has it has it has some of the features that you would find on most full-size guns, but not small frames, like a pick rail on the bottom that you can actually put a, a real light on if you want to. 13 round um, capacity. 13 rounds, so you know it still holds enough ammo. It's not like a skinny little single stack, but it's also not as thin as like a 48 or a 43X. It's not snappy and hard to shoot like yeah. the small like other small 380s. That's yep. always been my complaint. Or like everybody thinks a 380 needs to be the size, you know, of a, a credit card when yep. they're not that fun to they're shoot. Not. Like the old Ruger LCPs, yep. they're a handful Smith and Wesson to shoot. Bodyguard. Yeah, they're just they're tough. Where this shoots like a target combat pistol yeah. because it's in that same size and weight range as a combat pistol. Yeah, and there's some guys out there that are like you know why not just get a 92 or, or a 92 oh, it's compact? Significantly bigger. Right, and and you know so if it's that small frame, you might might have smaller hands, or you might be a female, or just a smaller frame dude. Plus, it's got the gabagool factor. It, I mean. The exposed barrel and stuff, you know, for, for those Beretta fans out there, like you see it and it just has that lineage yep. that just transcends from the 92 down to a smaller size 380. And um, and this was released by Beretta at, at SHOT Show yep. in January. And like all the buzz was about the Cheetah. Yeah, I mean, and the, it's got a super tactile and 
safety that you can hear and feel. Yep. Um, the single action trigger pull is excellent. The double action isn't bad. I mean, it's just, it's a huge value for a class of pistol we didn't know we needed. Right. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So first up on the list, the ADX Beretta Cheetah. Let's move on to number four. All right, and at number four, um, you can't say much more about it. It's the Smith & Wesson M&P FPC, uh, which is a folding Come on, do the pistol uh, carbine. Yeah. Hence FPC. And uh, nine millimeter blowback, threaded yeah. barrel. It folds down really small. It's a little bit on the wide side, but it doesn't do a whole lot of things bad. Uh, obviously, zero retention is good because your rail is independent of the receiver, so your your optics always going to stay in line with the bore. Yep. Um, trigger pull isn't terrible. Uh, uses your standard like M&P, like full size mags. Yeah, full size mags, so you get 17 rounders in yep. there. I know they make some extended ones, so you can use that. Yep. Uh, the tear and base plates. Yep. It's just it's a good value for the money if you're into the backpack takedown yep. break apart guns. Yeah, and it's you know it's one of those things where. Uh, when this when this got released, there were a lot of people that were wanting something new from Smith and Wesson. Then they released this, and they were like, "That wasn't what we wanted yeah. new." It was like, "Oh." Uh, uh, but it has a lot of features. You know, a lot of people tried to compare this to like a Caltech Sub 2000. It's not. It's a lot. I think it's a lot of an upgrade from a Caltech Sub 2000. Uh, just from the the way that the uh, locking mechanism unlocks and locks is a lot easier. Uh, it has a lot of features on it, like a threaded barrel. Adam talked about the pick rail, which is which is fantastic. It's got M lock on it, so if you want to put a laser, you can. A or laser a light. light, anything like that. Um, the charging handle is is it feels a lot more robust than like a sub two thousand. Stock's not bad. And it's one of those things too, where there there were a lot of M and P owners out there that just love the fact that they the mags were interchangeable. Yeah, they I mean, could take it out of their pistol. Both, that they might be carrying and put it into a rifle. Both you and I have M&P 9 yeah. full-size guns and we can take the magazines that we already have, use them in this gun and have no issues. Yeah, and, and this is one of those things where when it first came out, extremely hard to keep in stock. I mean, we'd get, get them in that day and they'd be gone the same day. It, and uh, Sales have kind of simmered on them as yep. of late. They still move relatively well. Uh, availability, I think it's a lot to do with availability of the product. Yeah. That's come back a little bit more. But yeah, all in all, it's been an interesting, well-received yeah. new gun. And for a new platform, we've yeah. seen very few uh, like recalls or problems or anything we've like that. So Out of the 80 or so that we've sold, have had none come back, yeah. no issues from customers. So it's been a win for us. Yeah, and you know, it's just one of those things where it kind of fits into that, that weird category. Um, of, of, of firearms that mm -hmm. people are really starting to, to gravitate to. So that's why we had to put it in at the number four. Machine gun. Oh, geez. That'd be cool. So, so number four, it's the Smith & Wesson M&P FPS. FPC. 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 So let's move on to number three. And at number three, uh, maybe one of the biggest newcomers yeah, that we saw at SHOT Show. Uh, they even had this in a glass case. Like they hardly took it out. And we're talking about the Henry Homesteader, which is just uh, a huge departure from what Henry usually does. Yeah, I mean, we've seen a huge rise in pistol caliber carbines over the last several years. And I'll be honest, never in my life did I think cowboy tactical 
Henry right. was going to go this way. And I'm glad they did. It's actually a really cool rifle. Shoots really well. It's ammo agnostic. I've shot everything from Steelcase Wolf, Igman, uh, 147 grain gold dots. We've used it for shooting pigs. It's just, it's robust. It shoots really well. It's reliable. And it uses the best magazine pattern on earth. It's a Glock mag. Yep. Glock so, mag compatible. You could put in, I think, come standard with this five rounder. You can get your 33 round sticks if you want to. You put you a can, drum in it if you wanted to go that route. It's uh, the action's easy to work. It's yep. just a really smart product that works well. You could put uh, scope bases on it. So if you want to run a red dot, or if you don't want, you know, if you want to use irons, it's got those. It's threaded, so you can run a suppressor on it, and it runs suppressed really, really well. Yeah, and and like a, a lot of other Henrys or. Um, you know, Winchester's older guns like that. The safety is is right on the top, right where your thumb sits. So it's kind of ambidextrous in that form. And then the charging handle can be flipped from left to right as well. Super easy. So any right-handed, left-hander can can pick this thing up and and feel right at home. Um, you know, you can as a, as a righty, you can just charge it from the left side, or you can kind of go AK and come under and, and charge it on the right side. Um, and Andy bolt locks on both sides. Yeah, I mean it's it's a it, true ambi gun. There's no frills on it. It looks great. It works great. We sell a lot of Henry products and is a good addition to the line. I'm super happy about it. If they made one in 10 mil, I'd be even more happy about it. But right now we'll stick with nine millimeters. Yeah, and, and you know, when I when I first saw this, I was like, man, they they actually did it. A, they made something that was a magazine fed. Yep. B, they made it that it was a Glock magazine fed, um, which, which kind of like broke SHOT Show in a way, you know, just mm -hmm. because there were so many people. Uh, and and it was one of those things where I think it started shipping in March, the end of February, beginning of March, right around there. And we literally just, every single one we get, it sells super fast. Um, and I think it's just cool. It kind of has that old school, new school, you she, know, blender. She's not an aggressively thin girl. Like no. the lines on it aren't particularly wild. I mean, it's chunky, but man, it just, works it does what it needs to um, it has that traditional like quintessential henry look in terms yep. of a product which i i can't thank them enough for staying pretty true. squared away to, and true to the brand yeah. it just it's a great addition it, and it's one that we've been happy to get in and get out to customers every day and production's getting better on them we're seeing more of them more often um and yeah like i said i'm happy to put this this is probably my number one like Oof. personally, this yeah. is probably my number one yeah. for this year, just because I love cowboy gangster. Like putting rails on all the lever guns, like I think it's fantastic. And yeah, this gun really wins on a lot of places, and it's priced right too. I, I agree. I agree with all of that, especially the pricing. I thought Henry did a, an amazing job, and um, you know the mag compatibility for me was just a home run, and that's why we had to put it at number three on our list. So let's keep moving and let's hit number two. Yep. Coming in at the number two slot, we have the Canik MC9. Yep, the Medi, Mete, whatever it is. It, it's a really great nine millimeter compact yep. pistol. It's optics ready, comes with a holster, extra magazines, the cutest little toolkit you done ever seen in your life. Uh, it just gives you a lot of value in a price range that generally didn't have that. Like before this pistol, it was like, you know, your, your three, $400, subcompact guns they left a lot to be desired yeah. aesthetics feature set quality 
And MC9 really has blown past everything in the market, even some of the higher $500 pistols right. that most guys generally buy because they think it's a known brand. And this pistol does it with efficiency, accuracy, reliability, and modularity. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things where, you know, when Canik came onto the scene, they kind of had the 17, Glock 17, Glock 19 size. Um, and then last year or so, when they started coming out with their rivals, their SFs, their, their kind of competition-based guns mm -hmm. that were comped and, and things like that. But then they, then they went after the CCW market with the MC9. And, um, and like Adam said, there are a lot of features, not only packed into this gun, like it being ready for an optic out of the box, which every gun should be. Um, the texture and grips on these yep. is fantastic. The undercuts on both, not only uh, where, where your right hand, if you're a right-handed shooter fits, but also your support hand have a little undercuts. Um, the pick rail on it, like Canik, Canik is on the right track. They know what they're doing. And then the accessories that they throw into every box yeah. is over the top of what anybody else does. I think they do a great job of listening to their customers and knowing their customer base. Yeah. You know, listening to them and responding in action is, is a huge thing. Because just listening and saying, we hear you, and then not acting on it is, is not great. But hearing it, responding to it, and exceeding those expectations is something that genuinely is, is foreign in this industry. Yeah, I agree. And you know, you got a, you're gonna get a, a 12 round magazine in this, which is just, is great in a small it, gun. I think the extended's a 15 it, rounder. Yep, yep. And so- um, Comes with a holster, so it, you, like it saves you 50 bucks right out of the gate. Yeah, so, um, you know, that was just one of those things where this was really, I think, I think the best subcompact pistol that has come out this year. One of the top, for sure. You know? There are some other ones that are pretty good, but in terms of value, I don't think anything else touches yeah. this. Uh, we still have a hard time getting them. We might get a handful a week, and they're gone long before we can do an email on yep. them, which is show that there's still desire and want in the marketplace, and I think that's going to trend that way for the rest of the year on this pistol. Yeah, I agree. And that was why we had to put it at our number two. Um, and that means there's only one left. Yep, and this so, one's one of my favorites. So let's get to it. And number one goes to the Sig Spear LT. You can pick a caliber variant too, because they're all great. Caliber, length. Yeah, uh, whether it's a 5.56, 300 blackout like this one, or the 7.62 by 39. They're guns that, A, they aesthetically look great. They have an excellent lineage of both military performance and customer performance. Uh, they listen to what's needed on the professional end user world. Yeah. And then we as consumers get to benefit from it. Uh, it's a gun that you can shoot folded, you can shoot suppressed, uh, subsonic, supersonic, and they just work. Uh, whether you wanna buy a pistol, an SBR, or you wanna buy the full 16 inch rifle, they give you a ton of options in terms of what you can get out the door. The tannadizing looks great and it's really consistent rifle to rifle, which has been great. Some other manufacturers have struggled with doing tannadized uh, rifle systems and SIG has not, which has been a huge thing. Um, we love them. Uh, we sell a lot of them. Uh, this one is actually a machine gun that we use for demos and fun, fun times. And they just, they have never had any issues internally. Yeah, and, and I will say, you know, this has been a lineage, uh, going back to the Virtus and stuff like that, that SIG has had for quite a while, and worked out, I would say, most, if not all, of the kinks that are in it. 
Um, you know, even when it comes to the, the adjustable gas block, how easy it is to, to be able to go from a suppressed to an unsuppressed. Um, the fact that the folding stock, you know, I mean, they, they pretty much have, have uh, I would say, made the folding stock option, the non-buffer tube, you know, all of the recoil system being a part of the bolt assembly. They're the ones that per have perfected it. Yeah. So I have a significantly older Gen 1 MCX. I love it. It's one of my favorite guns. I mean, it, I've shot it a lot with the stock folded, and it makes you never want to buy or fold or adapt a, an M4 because this answers everything. Yeah. They're soft shooting in terms of recoil. Their accuracy is, is excellent. I mean, they just work, and they do everything they need to really well. Um, yeah, the, the, the Spear LTs are incredible. They're a great value. Uh, they're ones that we get pretty frequently. Yep. Uh, and everybody who's got one has really enjoyed it. And it's not caliber dependent. We sell as many 5.56s as we do 300 blacks, as we do 7.62 by 39 guns. And they, they just perform great. And every customer loves them. Yeah, and, and you know, this is the little brother to the Spear yeah, the Heavy, whatever you want to call it, that has come out now. You have the Spear and the Spear Light. Um, so pretty much same platform, just the 308 is a little bit bigger. Yeah, a little bit bigger, a little bit heavier, a lot more expensive. Yeah. So, um, you know, and this was just one of those guns when we were, uh, you know, digging through everything. It was like the spear was just and out of the all, gun that everybody wanted. And yeah, out of the, all the top five, this was the one gun that universally in this building, everybody agreed they would own. Yeah, I agree. So, so guys, we hope that you enjoyed this uh, look back on the first half of 2023 and some of the cool new guns that have come out. If you have any honorable mentions or think they're guns that should have been in the top five, feel free to leave them in the comments below and maybe we'll do a part two to this, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, so make sure you leave your comments below. As always, make sure you like and subscribe. Uh, every single platform that we're on and um, we love doing these videos and we hope you loved watching it so we hope you have a great one. Bye Kindios.